Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show. Our next guest, Jim Sand. I have to tell you, I was uh, I was asked by actually two people this past week. They're like, Joe, you know, your audience primarily, you know, Mountain West, and uh, you bring this guy on from New York, and they're like, you know, that's not your audience. Like, why are you? Why do you have him on? I said, well, one, I think he's wicked smart. I think he is wicked smart and very insightful. He just understands people. And he understands how people work. And that's what I told my friend. Now, what I didn't tell them was I'm actually afraid to not bring Jim on. Because Jim is, you know, I mean, Sopranos and, you know, that whole thing. So it's, it's like a double-edged sword there. But I will tell you, and I've said this before, and I haven't said it in a while, so I want to remind the audience – when everybody was saying Donald Trump was not going to be president, when everybody was saying, ah, this guy's a flash in the pan, he's just doing it for ratings, he's doing it to get his name out there, Jim Sano was the only individual that kept telling me, Joe, that man is going to be president. And I'm saying, from my friends in the media, from my friends in politics, the only person who had his pulse on the pulse of the country was Jim Sano. So, Jim, thank you for joining us. Joe, always a pleasure to be with you. <laughs> and that introduction as well, I think. <laughs> well, Jim, I, I never ask you where you are because, you know, it's just one of those things. You don't have to tell me not to. I just know better. I just I'm know always better. in motion. That's true. That's very true. But, Jim, let me ask you this, Ike, because you are from the, the, the New York City, the, the greater New York City area. You do business there. You have uh, family that's doing business there. And I am reading story after story. And, and, again, I don't want the audience thinking, well, Joe, this is New York City. This is happening in all big cities. But I start with New York City because this is where it's happening the fastest. You have businesses bailing. You have uh, people who can afford to leave the city, they're leaving. And let me ask you, why is that happening? Is this just the result of uh, the rioting and the protests, or is there, is there something bigger happening here in this city being run into the ground by Bill de Blasio? Well, you just hit the nail on the head. There's two words I was going to say that answer your question, and the real two words are Warren Wilhelm. And for your audience that doesn't know this, Warren Wilhelm, is the birth name of Bill de Blasio. He changed it. Like most frauds and fakes, they change things as they go along. They say things that aren't true, as you hit on the Camilla uh, Harris scenario and, and uh, Obama, and down the line we go. Uh, this is just an M.O. that follows these people wherever they go. He is virtually a card-carrying communist, as far as my assessments are concerned. And I know that sounds pretty, pretty stringent, but uh, that's reality. And unfortunately, as I've said before, the unbelievable is sometimes unbelievable. And uh, that's one of those items that uh, this guy carries. And further on, to answer your question, to solve the problem in New York, and I'm really afraid that we are almost to the point of no return. During 9-11, we had a rally factor of American folks. And as you know and your audience knows, I classify those of us who make up this country as Americans and Amerophobes. There's nothing else. There's no black power. There's no Italian community. There's no Irish this, that, and the other thing. You're either American or you're not. And if you're not, you're an Amerophobe. Bill de Blasio is an Amerophobe. 
Harris is a, an Americhobe. Obama is an Americhobe. And what does that mean? It means they do not stand for that. They do not believe in the America that we logical folks do believe in. And that's the dividing line. It's not a matter of, of classifying races or nationalities or anything else. That's the diversion. That diversion allows people disadvantage because of meaning logical people. Because it all comes down to logical and illogical. And I stress this big time to all your listeners, anyone who can hear my voice. Look at every situation with your eyes, your eyes, not the media's eyes, not my eyes, not anyone else's eyes. With your eyes, your other remaining four senses. This is very, very important. We, the American, uh, I should say, the human race, survived, survived to this particular level because of our five senses, largely. That's what guarantees us to get through today and into tomorrow. And look at what you see and believe it. Look at what you hear. Decipher it. Look at what you smell, taste it, and so forth. And at that point, normally speaking, any normal human being, they may not like the conclusion, but they can, can, they can literally draw a conclusion of fact, reality, what's happening in front of them. And you have to act on that. If you put those five senses on a back shelf someplace, you just endangered yourself, not just physically, not just mentally, but politically. And these are the people that are attempting, as a coup, in my opinion, to overrun your logic, to place false trust in a situation that doesn't deserve your trust. And that's very, very, very important. You know, Jim, I've got to say this. I, I am not a New Yorker. I, I lived in New York City. Uh, excuse me, I worked in New York City for three years and fell in love with the city. I mean, New Yorkers are a, are a special breed of, of person. They're resilient. Uh, I love the way that they, you know, they really, you know, hey, if something happens, they just roll with it. And they're tough. But I came to love that city. I mean, with all its flaws, with all its warts, it is a beautiful city with a unique energy. And I think you can look at that and say, you know what? Uh, we can survive anything. And, you know, it's interesting that they, they survived 9-11. They, they beat the virus. Um, not very well, but they beat it. But it may be the politicians who do it in. And that would be an absolute tragedy. Let me just ask you about Kamala Harris. Uh, she was tapped to be Joe Biden's vice president. The press is doing their best to paint her as uh, middle-of-the-road Democrat. Do you think that works? She's a fake, a phony, and a fraud, as my friend Bob Grant used to say. She's totally make-believe, totally make-believe. And if you remember back when I suggested to your audience that Joe Biden should be followed by Trojan horse. These are the people that are inside the Trojan horse that Joe's face is painted upon. These people are designed to get back into power, as you very well uh, spoke of earlier on in your show. These people are pulling the rug out from people that don't look logically at what they're doing. You can't go into false beliefs. You can't go into false idols. It doesn't work. And they're trying like hell to spin everything in a direction where if they can just get your attention on November 3rd to have you do the wrong thing on purpose and vote for them and give them another shot, you just signed your own death warrant. Getting back to New York, Joe, may I say one more thing, too? New York City, in my opinion, and I hope 
there's another salvation, but the actual salvation that would work for New York City, in my opinion, at this stage of the game, is a recall, and I don't know why that hasn't started yet, of Bill de Blasio immediately. The man is an absolute cancer in uh, American logic, uh, as is, in my opinion, Cuomo, who heads up the state. But there should be a recall on de Blasio immediately, and this is a very unfair statement what I'm going to make. And unfortunately, a fellow like Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani ran the city in a way that was a completely 180-degree difference, and, of course, the positives were 180-degree difference. Now, here's a man that's older than he was when he was mayor. He's obviously uh, happy with what he's doing. But he, unfortunately, would be the only, or fortunately, would be the only salvation to that city. He can come back into that seat, fix the problems overnight, and get the city back into the direction it's got to go. There's a guy that knows how to do that. And I would love to see him volunteer, and that's what Trump did, volunteer his good life to fix problems that the political machine had destroyed. Well, we absolutely need people like that. Jim, we only have about one minute left. Let me ask you this. Um, I'm going to ask you something personal. On air. Go ahead. But this, this, this is what I need to know. Whenever I meet with Jim, he is uh, kind and generous, and he always takes me out to, uh, to eat. And, Jim, this is my question. How do you pick the, the restaurant? Like, it's not only great food, it's great service. Like, how are you able to do that? No matter where we meet, I always feel like this has got to be the best restaurant within 20 miles of, of where we're eating. How does well, that happen? That's a family secret I can't tell you the answer for. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, that's better than saying if I told you, I would have to, you know the rest. So, (laughs) Jim, thank you so much. We're going to do that. We're going to do that real soon, Joe. Things are opened up and we're back in play where we were last. And maybe we'll get together there in the very near future. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Like I tell you, Brian, you know, last time I met Jim at a restaurant, it was just the two of us. Like, there was no one else in the restaurant. It was like that scene out of Sherlock Holmes. Hey, you're listening to The Joe Carey Show. Thank you for joining us. Remember, we'll be back tomorrow at noon. Stay tuned. Brian Hyde next. Most importantly, take the time to get right with God. Be kind. No two greater things you could do today. We'll be back tomorrow right here on K Talk, 1640 AM.